Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the best show on Tuesday night. That's right, this train is still moving along. It's the, the talk show for married men. I'm your host for the evening, P-Town, or Mr. Moderator, however you want to call it, or a.k.a. Patrice. Call me who I am. Um, and our show... Married Men Don't Talk comes to you with the award-winning book and men that are dedicated to keep your marriages together the best way we can. Please go to our website at any time and check us out. That's www.householdstress.com. Or you can go to marriedmendonttalk.com and you can check us out all the time, 24 hours a day. few rules, fellas, few rules. They haven't changed for years. No cursing. Respect each other. Comments. Be yourself. And it's okay to disagree. And you can challenge anyone on this call. Our topic tonight, living in a marriage bubble. That's right. Living in a marriage bubble. Is your marriage coming apart? Well, let's look about it. Let's, let's talk about it. Well, Do y'all remember when you first got married or you've been to a wedding lately? What's the first thing after you say, I do, I will, that happens? You go down the aisle and people have these bubbles and they're blowing bubbles in your face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know that start, it, what that really is stating is that it starts the marriage bubble? Nobody ever thought about that. If I would have known that then... Well, my wife would have said, well, I want to get bubbles out of that. We would have had a situation on our hands. I really do think that put us in the marriage bubble from day one, once we said I did. Um, but what is it? What is it? What is it when you um you feel that your life has gone into a bubble? Fellas, you just said I do. Your life has gone into a bubble, don't you think? Pretty much, because you, you know, you cut off your friends for a little bit. Mm. You know, you kind of do your own thing for a while. At least that's how, you know, I remember it happening. <laughs> yeah, but do you really cut off your friends at the beginning? At the beginning. Don't people kind of tell you, even all the way up to um, the bachelor party, about the myths of marriage? You remember that, those conversations from your boys? Are you ready to get married? You know, you're going to be with one girl for the rest of your life. She's going to be nagging all the time. Yeah, I didn't know You can't go out. Nobody ever talked to you or had those conversations with you? No. Are you you're marrying that. the right girl? I never got that either. You never got that? Nope. I mean, I know people have, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. So you you heard those conversations. You've probably been a part of it with one of your friends. And maybe it didn't happen to you, but... Like you said, it may have happened to a couple of your friends, right? 
Yeah, I know it happened to me. There was times because I was when I got married. I got married right after school, and I'm gonna be honest. I thought I would never be part of that bubble. That I'll still, you know, I bought me and one of my good friends. We bought our houses together, backyard. I thought I'd hang out over there. We hang out, you know, drink, go out still. After we got married, it would be cool because my wife was cool with it before we got married. So why wouldn't she be cool with it while we were married? You know? Things change, man, you know. (laughs) Things change. I mean, that, sometimes I mean, sometimes you got to believe that you've been set up. There it is. <laughs> you have to believe you got to been set up. So, what can you kind of elaborate on that, man? How'd you get set up? Well, they had a plan. Hold on, hold on. Somebody else can answer that question. Rodney, handle that. Handle that one, Rodney. Oh, uh, go ahead. Ask the question again. I said. How do you uh, feel that, you know, women set you up mm. when you, once you get married, once you say I do? The things you did before you got married, now you all of a sudden, it, it's, it's non, you can't do it no more. Mm. I really can't relate to that um, personally um, because I guess I want to say that we were kind of, I don't want to say. I mean, we weren't married, of course. But when we were dating, I mean, we kind of almost acted like a married couple in, in a lot of ways. Um, so when people, you know, we we dated throughout college and everything, and when people um, reference us, they reference us together. You know, it was like, you know, the both of us. It wasn't just Rodney, you know. Um, so I didn't, you know, for me it wasn't really, you know, the transition wasn't that great you know, from being, from dating to marriage. I mean, that, that's that's just personal. You know, cause like I said before that, we kind of, you know, we were kind of acting like, you know, uh, we dated for four years, so we were almost, it was like we were already married, so we just continued that and, then, you know, of course, expanded on that, you know, with the making it official and, and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I really didn't have the, the conversation um you know, and going back to what you were saying about the friends is that, you know, my friends who are all, you know, still single because I like you, you know, I I got married right out of college as well. And, um, but, you know, they kind of stayed away. You know, it wasn't, they didn't ask, oh, man, you know, hanging out, with, you know, what if they kind of respected my marriage, you know, um, for the most part. And, uh, but, I mean, I can't relate to the, you know, you really want to do that? Are you sure? You know, anything like that. Because like I said, we were so close as a, you know, we were dating and engaged that it wasn't it wasn't that big of a transition once we, uh, you know, once we actually walked down the aisle and said, I do. Was it a mutual agreement or were you uh, giving an ultimatum saying, all right, we went through all this school. You going to make me an honest woman or what? Because I'm not moving in with you or we not shacking up or doing anything like that. Yeah, it was a mutual agreement. You know, we we both, um, you know, we dated for three years and then we got we were engaged for a year and uh, we were planning on um, having a, a 
engagement, um, you know, but that changed since I was thinking that we would, you know, live together and then get married, but she was thinking that, no, we weren't. So um, so we ended up getting married uh, earlier than expected. Um, you know, but it was mutual. It was definitely mutual. You know, she wasn't dragging me, kicking and screaming down the aisle. And uh, it wasn't anything like that. So it was, it was a mutual situation. So you've heard of them. Um, from other guys, you said, what are those myths that uh, that guys try to fight the marriage bubble against? And where, you know, you know, men try to be macho and say, that's not going to happen to me. Me and my wife ain't going to do that. I'm the honey man in this place. Things like the honey do list? Yeah, that's what I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Things like asking for permission. Oh, yeah. there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Like that. Now. Things like needing permission to go out and spend your own money Oh, man. See, see, what I'm talking about. We gonna get into that, man. But you, you, you hit on something, man. Because I think every guy goes through that. I think every guy is like, you know, I've been spending my money. I've been taking care of even before we got married. I ain't changing nothing. Yeah. We, you know, I'm still buying my 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 beer when we go grocery shop. That that's gonna be mandatory. And you find out that the beer's sitting up there in the in the cooler still when you get to the grocery counter. And and then you're gonna you're gonna still drop your clothes on the floor because that's what you've been doing all the time. Yeah, you're right. right. I think it may be a myth to someone who's just getting into it because at that point you don't understand compromise. There it is. You know, yeah, you come from an independent state. You come from a single state of a guy, you know. it's You didn't have to ask nobody for nothing. So you still think it's going to be that way, you know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. But then that would be life without compromise, which we all know doesn't work in America. That's right, man. Compromise is, is one of the biggest things that we failed to go into a marriage with, under having that understanding of compromise, because we're so used to managing our own lives, and now you got this second opinion <clears throat> that's driving you up a wall. Why aren't we um, told this before we get married? Why aren't we taught this by other people that's married, or or your mother and father? Who's going to teach it to you? Your father? He's already done at that point. Folks are already <laughs> in him. <laughs> because, because you know what the marriage bubble is. I mean, let's just be honest. The marriage bubble is a happy wife is what? Happy life. That's it. That's the marriage bubble. You have nothing to do with it. It's a... Uh, it's difficult to follow. Or do you run into some problems? I got a couple of things on my problem list. The financial bubble. 
Mm. The financial bubble. You know, when usually she had her money when y'all was growing up and she had her own bills. You had your bills, school student loans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You had probably an apartment, she had an apartment. Y'all have separate bills. Now we're gonna move in together. How is that financial budget now discussed? Do you stay the course or keeping everything separate? Because I want to know the who, the what, the how, the when, and the where your financial needs are, are met in your marriage. I mean, who's going to be running the, the financial? Is it a compromise, like you said earlier? I think it's who's ever better at it. I think who pays more attention to detail. I think that would be the one who can run it. I think it's okay to delegate that responsibility. But that's okay to delegate that responsibility to the wife. For sure. Even though now she's going to tell you, like you said earlier, how to spend your money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and then, you know, you don't want to get to a point where your man card gets revoked. You still gotta have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I've heard of brothers getting an allowance. No, you, didn't. you did not hear that. <laughs> I've heard of brothers who get an allowance each month, and then once that allowance is gone, they can't get nothing. You didn't hear that. They must not be employed. Mm. <laughs> they must be stay at home dads. Oh, no say so. Wow. No, these grown men, they go to work every day. Wow. After she pays the bill, there's enough money where he, they split it down and say, here's my allowance, which is, which is you know, maybe $500, and here's your allowance, which is $200. No. Because she got to get her hair done and everything. You got to get her nails and stuff. Yeah, I don't know any of those people you're talking about. <laughs> so you don't get allowed? I don't know any of those people. I never even heard that before. You never heard that before. I never heard of a man getting an allowance. Man, Google, hit the Google. There's more people than you know. I believe it. I believe it because I've seen some people uh, who. Breaking up. Breaking up. Yeah. yeah, breaking up. Repeat that, brother. Broke up. I, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I believe it because I've experienced men dealing with fear and you know, before spending money, fear of their spouse. So, you know, I know it exists. I just don't know anyone that is currently on an allowance. <laughs> That's a man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just having now. Now what is the financial bubble? I mean, it's the financial bubble that uh, it's not an allowance. You said you you never heard a personal allowance. But what makes the financial budget bubble? What puts you in that position? Hey, hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's stay on this allowance thing a little longer. Okay. How you put a grown person on an allowance? How does that even happen? Because they spend too much. Because they spend too much. 
That's right. That's right. And they spend more money than what the budget, and you know, details in the monthly financial statement. Okay. All right. So the lady <laughs> puts her foot down and says, "Now that you gave me the responsibility of of uh, making sure that we have a budget." Then guess what? That's right. You, I'm you, you can't spend but so much money a month. That's right. You can't But yeah, but you know, a financial uh, allowance could be that. Um, let's say you have multiple bank accounts. You have a you have a money that you put into the you know the bills each month and the kids' daycare and to the groceries. And then whatever is left that y'all agreed upon is her allowance, and whatever you got left out of your check is your allowance. Isn't that the same thing? Or is that something different? Okay, so so what you're saying is the allowance only comes into effect if there is some financial irresponsibility going on in the, in the marriage. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. That's not That's not a normal no, that's not a, okay. Now I'm in charge of the money, and here's your allowance. That's not a normal uh, uh, line, itemized line on the uh, financial monthly uh, um, worksheet. I well, think it is. Yes, I think it is normal. But however, I don't think that is spoken. Like some, mm-hmm. like you said, it is some situations where you know the wife is like, "This is how much you can spend." Period. And then other times, if the husband is responsible, then she know he ain't gonna spend two grand in a month on you know some, some whatever. You know what I mean? So it may be spoken or unspoken, but I think it is there. I think it absolutely is there that it, it is. A, it, it may be a spoken, you know, number on the allowance or unspoken based on the maturity and responsibility of the husband. Period. Mm. Mm, okay. Okay. Cuz yeah, I I've, I've met couples where um where they separate the money in different banks and you know, they have enough to go out to eat, but you know, they're looking at each other like what we going to eat. You know, you just oh, can't get pay. out here Right. Or, you know, this ain't steak night. night. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we go out here, you might have to get the five ninety nine sandwich meal instead of the, the 16, you know, the 8-ounce or 10-ounce steak that you want to get. Mm. I mean, it happens. We're in a financial crisis right now. So, so... How is the financials gone? I mean, there's multiple ways. I mean, I got a couple bank folks on here that could probably tell us. Um, but one way is that everybody puts their money in one pot. And once that pot runs out, it is what it is. Y'all, y'all don't go nowhere. You don't do anything. Except stay home in the house. See where I'm getting ready to go with this. Yeah, that's like so a joint 
Mm-hmm. So usually with your joint account, you pay all your bills and whatever's left, it may not be much. So you now are in a bubble of, of routine every single month in your home because you can't get out, right? Because yeah. of your financial status. You can't break out the bubble or you, you know, you have some stuff messed up. That's right. So that doesn't that hinder the, the marriage? So you got to learn to stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. You got to stay indoors because now we're talking sound, about... Go ahead. But it also sounds like somebody that's leave, um, living check to check, hand them out. Check to check, hand them out. I mean, you know, you go, you pay your bills, and that's it. You got enough money to maybe have one movie night. Red box. <clears throat> Red box, a dollar. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get a dollar yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Value popcorn from dollar store. I mean, that's how extreme it sounds to me. I mean, I could be wrong. No, but you're you're right. I mean, there there there's some marriages that that live that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can agree. I was one of them at a time. I, I understand this. You're breaking up again, Tom. Hello? Yeah, I think he's broken up. Yeah, I'm just going to move on. But, you know, I was that way at one time. You know, when we first got married, we went and bought a big house. Well, what I considered at that time a big house, right out of out of college, we didn't go get an apartment or anything. We went and got a nice little... 1,350-square-foot home, three-bedroom, two-bathroom. And the mortgage was, for at that time, was right there where we can live. But, I mean, after you put 400 bucks a month in, in groceries and we just had a brand-new baby and diapers and stuff, mm-hmm. we didn't. we couldn't move. We couldn't go out every night. But here you got this egghead. I'm, I'm waving my hand. The egghead was me. Who still like to party it up? You know, I still want to keep the beer in the refrigerator and the liquor in the in the liquor cap. I still wanted to go out to a club every once in a while. We didn't really care about hindering the uh, marriage. Do you think the first couple of years it's hard for couples to? Uh, to 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 manage their budgets successfully, and that's why marriages uh, fail in the first couple of years. Yeah, that's one of the reasons because it's you know it's all about uh, two different styles of uh, how to handle money. Because as I've said many times before, there's no two people on the planet that handle money in the same way. And um, oh yeah. You know, so it just it, it takes some some getting used to, and for some couples, unfortunately, it takes more than two years. Mm-hmm. You know, and and unfortunately, some couples never get it right. Well, I can tell you what happened to me, what drove me crazy, because you know, um, in my household, I've been one taking care of the budget, but there was a time at the beginning 
because I knew how much was coming in and my wife didn't, I had a hard time communicating that, what was going on, due to the fact that uh, she, she, and she had every right, but she would question me so much that I would get frustrated. And I, I felt like she was going, and that she was going against my manhood, my ego. You know, I've been doing this for years. My credit looks good. You know, why are you bothering me? Everything I tell you, everything good. Everything good. But I never knew how to communicate that at the beginning of our marriage. That everything was good, and I think that would drove my wife crazy. But now she just put you on that allowance. No, she didn't put me on allowance yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. No, no. But but communication was was a big problem when it came to finances in, in, in my household at the beginning. Because my wife, she was a paper person, and I was, you know, a computer person. So I did everything on, you know, spreadsheets, kept the budget on there. And then when I tried to show her, she would get frustrated. So one time I just got mad and said, well, you take care of it. <laughs> and then it ended up coming back to me. But, um, you know, that financial budget bubble is, is something special. Anybody else got anything for the financial bubble? Well, what about the living arrangement bubble? Like we said earlier, we all stay out and are both on different places. You know, you got the uh you got your uh college furniture. You want her to move in your apartment, you got everything the way you want it. And uh next thing you know, I got this off the movie. Everybody seen everybody movie uh Think Like a Man, right? Yeah. Nope. And uh, and, uh, and and one of the girls, her boyfriend, they they lived in her apartment. He loved everything that he had, but she wanted better. She wanted new furniture. She wanted all this new stuff. Well, now it goes back to finance. You want your money to go do some things, go golfing, go play ball, maybe go out, go 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 hang a weekend with the boys. And she says, "No, we gonna go buy some furniture." Goes back to compromise again. <laughs> Goes back to compromise. And what about cleaning the house then? Who's responsible for that? That's women's work. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you all agree, fellas? That's women's work. I think we all have our territories. Because <laughs> I can't clean the house if it's up to my wife. So, um, true story, I used to clean all the time. My house was all, at least I thought my house was always clean the way I did it. She would go right back behind me and just put her little touches on what everything I cleaned up. So I did all the hard work. And it got to a point where I got pissed and said, I'm not cleaning up anymore. Because I couldn't stand my wife going behind me 
like I was doing something wrong. Is anybody running that issue? Yeah, I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> that that's why I said before, and, and the fellas didn't say anything, that that's women's work. That's women's work. That way it's clean and it's, and it's done right um, the way they want it to be done. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. however, you know, however, like you said, you know, um, women have to learn that, you know, it's not going to be like that's not really our thing as men, um, you know, to, to have everything pristine and clean. It's going to be neat, but it ain't going to be, you know, uh, meticulous. And women need to understand that they just need to kind of let us, you know, do it our own way. And no, it's not going to be as clean as if you, you know, did the scrubbing or, you know, put the elbow or put the, you know, the chemicals and and, uh, whatever it is you do. But at the same time, they need to respect that, you know, just just appreciate the fact that we did try to pitch in. Because I don't think that we try to do it halfway, but I think that that's how they see it. They say, oh, you're just doing it halfway so I can come back and have to clean it up. No, it's not like that. I think that. It's just the way we do it. It's clean enough for us. You know, it's not going to be, again, uh, pristine and just, you know, where you can, you know, eat off the, 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 the shower or the, the toilet seat or whatever, you know. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be clean enough where it's going to be suitable and presentable. And and we're cool with that, whereas they're like, well, you need to go a little bit further. Um, and that's where the conflict, you know, comes in because, is two different two different styles, you know, as, as how we get it done. So they have to res- yeah. I think they have to respect that more, you know, versus complaining about how it's not done up to up to their standards. Yeah, and 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 uh, and I want to echo on that just a little bit too, because I think that it flips around when it comes to, like I said, everybody's got territories, and if for one, let's just say you broke your leg or something, and you couldn't cut the grass. And then she cut the grass. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you're going to go over that grass. You're like, no, 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 this ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or or let's just say you have a new baby and and you got to work and she wants to paint the nursery. You get in, you be like, no, 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 this ain't right. <laughs> and you gonna go they right got over streets and, you and lines and everything. Exactly. You may paint the whole thing all over again by yourself. You may cut the whole grass all over again. You see what I'm saying? So I think that you know we all stay in our lane at certain places. Well, I think it goes both ways because I know if I if I broke my leg or you know couldn't cut the grass. And my wife got out there, and, and I think she's probably cut grass in her lifetime maybe once. So, I mean, if it was if the grass was cut and it wasn't, you know, like I do it, I would I would appreciate it. Cause I think it goes both ways. Is that we can be guilty of saying, well, you know, honey, don't you see that blade of grass you missed out there? I mean, we could be guilty of the same thing when it comes to you know cleaning inside. Whereas in that situation, you know, we we have to. Uh, you know, give some deference to her to say, you know, thank you for cutting the grass. You see, I'm, you know, incapable in of cutting the grass, and 
you know, she could have called somebody and, and, and broke the wallet to pay somebody to cut the grass, but she just got out there and did. I think we should say thanks, honey, you know, and not necessarily try to get out there and, and hobble around and recut the grass if it's not up to our standards. So I think it, I think it goes both ways on that. Okay, well, let's just say you didn't break your leg. Let's just okay. say she woke up and decided to cut the grass. And you're capable of cutting the grass. Right. Some people are real anal about their grass. I know because I drive by the house every day. <laughs> I, see how, I see how the grass is looking like a golf course. Lines right. are even. <clears throat> Nothing out of line. You know what I mean? Some guys are just like that. You yeah. know, working on their yard every day. And regardless, it's not going to be thank you for trying. It may be thank you, but get out of the way. I used to be like that. Um, you know, I used to have my grass. You know, I stayed at, I'm at the end of the cul-de-sac, and my grass used to be, you know, just miraculous. That was until I had kids. You know, now I'm, I'm cutting the grass. Literally, I was cutting the grass on a Sunday night in the dark, you know, with the street lights. Um, aided me because I knew I'd be out of town this week. You know, the grass was, you know, it it, it, it could have lasted, but it would have been long by the time I got back. So I'm, I'm literally just trying to find time. It takes me about three hours to cut my grass. And I'm actively involved in, in, in my kids and what they're doing. So before I had them, yeah, I was all into the grass and making sure everything was neat and, and the mulch was just right. But now I'm just like, all right, I got to find three hours to get this done. It ain't no more, you know, putting the lines in it, you know, meticulous, you know, and and and, and picking up the sweeping the sidewalk. It's just like, all right, the grass needs to be cut. I, I need to find three hours somewhere between Sunday night and, and Monday morning to get it done, and that's when I'm going to do it, and, and just to get it over with. You know, so I used to be that meticulous golf course guy with the lawn, but not until I had kids. You know that that was when that 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 I stopped there because I just didn't have the time anymore. You know, and, and granted, I didn't have the time anymore because I was actively involved in um, raising and rearing my kids. You know, so I don't leave that to my wife. So some stuff, you know, like my car ain't as clean, or you know, my yard ain't as meticulous. But at the same time, I'm actively involved in in my my children's life because of that. So that's the sacrifice I chose to make. I'm totally opposite. Every Saturday I'm out there in the morning. I put about four hours in the yard. Boy, man, that's a long time. <clears throat> yes, sir. That's a big yard, but, you know, my, I get my son out there because I'm trying to teach him how to cut the grass too. But, you know, right. I, I live in one of these uh, <clears throat> neighborhoods where, you know, I got the corner lot, and then I got all these guys around me whose grass is just darn near plush. And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't miss a week because, uh, you know, I'll be the, the, the talking talk of the, of the neighborhood. Yeah, they do put a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> pressure on you, man. They put pressure on you. So I got to be out there, man. I. Saturday morning before we went uh, away at 7.30, I was out there cutting the grass. I had to have it edge up because I knew I was going out of town and I couldn't I couldn't have it looking foul over the weekend. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> it's amazing what you know it does for you. But did you have the discussion about when you first got married? What you know, the house and the, the neighborhood. Did that matter? Was that part of the marriage bubble? Uh, what's you know, what school you want your kids to go to? Because um, I would think you know that. At minimum, we discussed the neighborhoods, but I don't think it got down to, you know, we didn't move anywhere based on the, the schools. Um, the school system. Or where you preside. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of just decided on neighborhood versus um, trying to get in a certain school because, you know, I, I'm i not, I'm, I'm not into, I, I think that, you know, they can, my kids can excel in any school district, so it really didn't um it really didn't matter you know that but the neighborhood definitely mattered in the in the area of course you know commute wise and everything um but I felt that i, I didn't we didn't we didn't make a decision based on schools you know if, if that's you know what you're talking about yeah well yeah 'cause I mean one of the things that we did because it also goes back to financials and everything. Is that when we moved up here to to, to Northern Virginia, it was like, well, all right, we're gonna live in Northern Virginia because Merlin had bad schools, focusing on one area of Merlin, not knowing that Merlin has one of the best school systems in the whole country. But and then once we realized that it was too much money to live over there in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. We end up looking over at uh, in Merlin, and then, well, when you do your research, we start looking at areas close to my wife's job. That was a, that was very important for her, cause she doesn't like to drive far, cause she gets lost all the time. So she wanted to be somewhere close. So you know, the marriage bubble was. That I will always, every time we would buy a house, I will always find something that was close to a job, close to a hospital, and close to a school to where she can get there even if I'm 20, 30, 45, 50 miles away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but with that, I mean, it comes with all the perks and, and stuff. So you end up maybe having to pay more to live a better life than what you expect to do if you were just didn't care about really the neighborhoods that you lived in. If it was cheaper, you know, you might have a little crime, but not a lot of crime in the areas, other areas, you know, and that was important. But did that put us in a bubble by almost being prejudiced about how we wanted our family to be sculptured? No, I don't think so. Or did that also make us, um, I don't know if y'all heard about the saying, as uh, being like the Joneses by trying to do better than what you really can do. Yeah, that that goes back to your financial bubble, trying to keep up with the Joneses, because the Joneses broke. Mm-hmm. And the Joneses are in debt, so you really can't keep up with them unless you accumulate, you know, Unless you get it, you end up in that same situation. That's it. 
I'm going to move forward, man. I want to move forward. This is a good conversation for tough. The educational bubble. Did you care what your uh, wife's education was? Was that a any reason why y'all got married? I mean, yeah, because, I mean, she was career-minded. You know, she, had go, she was goal-oriented, um, and that started with her first degree, and uh, she's gone on to get another degree, a master's degree, and, um, you know, she's she's got more degrees than I do. And um, mm. But I, I, it's not surprising, you know, but I, I knew that was in, in her, you know, when I married her, so and that's, you know, that's that's why I married her. As they say, you know, marry up, you know. And so, I mean, it's she's always been focused and, and career and, and goal driven. So, you know, absolutely that played a part because education is the key. You know, it goes back to what you were saying that financial bubble. Um, you know, education is the key to just. No, but increasing your outlook, as as I say. So, so it's a standard. It's a standard of yours that you do. You know, you parallel with somebody who's more has the same or more education than you did. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what what happened if she didn't have an education? You found another beautiful young lady, and you married her, and her upbringing was different. Well, I would uh, I would have tried to. Let's just say you married a hood chick. <laughs> well, hypothetically, I mean, if, if you say that, I would have tried to, you know, to guide her to, you know, how education is the key to success. Um, in the same way, I tell I tell my kids, you know, education is is the key to your success. That's your job. You know, you make sure you do the best that you can, because um, that's all you got to do. You know, I I provide. I make sure you have everything you need. But you make sure that you're on your job. I, you know, I'm on my job. Um, but you know, to your question, how I would just try to guide her to say, hey, you know, what are you? What's your short and long-term goals as far as career, education? You know, and bottom line, if she wasn't moving in that direction, I would not have married because it wouldn't have worked. Yes, she would have been beautiful and all this other stuff, but you know, the beauty fades. Yeah, but if, what if now that you married? I mean, yeah, she has all this education. What if that takes away from your marriage? Now you're in a bubble because her education, her job, is more important than you. Yeah, I mean, and that could happen. It's all about work-life balance, um, because that does happen. You know, you do have women that that get too career-minded, um, and they are climbing the corporate ladder and you know, they're getting degrees and they're getting promoted and then they forget about the marriage and that's when priorities get out of whack and that's when you see, you know, trouble at home um, and ultimately divorce. Um, well, I mean, you, you have to, you know, make sure that she keeps everything in perspective because, you know, in, in a lot of situations, you know, the higher you get up in the career ladder, the more... Um, Education sometimes you know, your head gets a little big. Oh yeah. Oh. But listen, what is that routine? I mean, we see it all the time where uh, now her head is big and she thinks she's bigger than you, 
where she could tell you what to do in the marriage. Now, she wants to be the head because her she has more smarts and education than you. Um, has that been a problem with anybody in this phone? Where because they got a good job and you may have a, maybe just a decent job that she thinks she can control you and dictate what you can do because she's bringing home more bacon than you? Oh, yeah, I go through that. Because I'm, I'm, self, you know, I'm self-employed, so my income is very sporadic. You know, I might go a couple months making a very minimal amount, and then all of a sudden I get a huge hit. And, um, you know, and I have to pretty much turn most of that over. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, bro. I'm like, yeah, I just... You know, do whatever you got to do, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been um, it hasn't been exactly verbalized in direct terms, but a lot of underlying tones, and almost directly verbalized in a roundabout way. Um, trying to control my actions, but uh, you know, I just don't let it happen because the industry I work in, I have to be on the go. I have to move around because I, a big part of having my income is networking and being on the scene. But, you know, I can tell a big portion of it, she doesn't like it, <laughs> doesn't want me out there. But I'm like, look, if you want another one of those big paychecks to come through, I got to go. See you. And I, and I leave. And that's just the bottom line, you know. And I I had to suffer the brother when I get back home. You know, sometimes I'm going out of town for a week, and it is what it is, and, I just had to bite the bullet. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely there because she has a very good job. She makes a substantial amount of money. And, you know, she knows that in order for me to do what I do, one of us has to maintain a stable job, and that's her. Because I'm not going back to corporate America. It's just not happening. I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. And she knew that coming into the relationship. She met me when I was in corporate America, but I always had one foot out the door. And now both feet out the door, and I'm like, look, you knew who I was before you got into this, and I'm not going back. And that's it, it is what it is. But uh, definitely, there's like a controlling, um, controlling environment there where she would like to have more control over me, but I just I refuse to let it happen. And that, so what what has that done to you, to y'all's relationship, though? Oh, it's hurt. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, we have a, a lot of arguments, and unfortunately, the finances are the underlying reason. Um, just almost every time it comes down to finance. You know, I I got fussed that the other day because I bought a new pair of shoes, but I'm like, if you sit and listen to my story of how I got these $100 shoes for $21, maybe you won't be so upset. I'm like, $21? Are you serious? <laughs> You fucked up me with $21 when I just paid the water bill, just paid the light bill, just paid the cable bill, and the babysitter for two weeks. Mm. You know, I'm like, I didn't pay all that directly. I gave you the money to do all that because I had a lot of stuff come in at once, and I knew where the money went. She was like, this, this, and this got to be paid. And I'm like, bam, when those checks came in, I'm like, yeah, take care of it. Bam, go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, and then I filled up both cars. So, you know, that's <laughs> 
$150 in gas, I should at least spend $21. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that was your allowance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, $21? Are, are you serious? So that was like a huge argument we had. I mean, I, wow. I, I was like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. And then all of a sudden, I'm cleaning out the car, and I find a, a shopping bag with a pair of brand-new shoes in there. Uh-oh. That had been purchased a few days before. So I'm like, okay, um, for real? So <laughs> I was I was hot. I was pissed. So I just took the shoes out and hid them in my truck. I'm like, I'm going to make her look for these shoes and come asking me for them. But then, <laughs> you know, a, a day went by. I went to church, you know, cool as heads prevail. You know how you go to church and you feel like the preacher talking directly to you. Yeah. I had one mm-hmm. So I came home, took the shoes out of my truck, and laid them on the kitchen table. Mm. She never said a word about it, but of course I had to bring it up. I'm like, yo, we had a big argument the other day, but here it is. You did exactly what I did. And only a few days before, before the bills actually got paid, one bill had been paid by the time you bought those shoes. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you arguing at me about suspending that? And so that actually changed the whole context of everything. And, you know, she admitted she was upset and, you know, just wishing some things, you know, hadn't went down the way they did. And I'm like, look, you know how my income is. I mean, it is what it is, and this was a a really good week for me. Don't know when I'm going to have another one like it, but right now we got surplus. So, I I mean, here, do whatever you got to do. But I'm going to spend that $21, and I'm not taking (laughs) But, brother. Brother, let me ask you this. Now, you, you, you did mention, and thank you for that, um, but you did mention that you were in corporate America, you know, earlier in your marriage or in your relationship. And now, and, and I'm sure that when you were in corporate America, you know, you were getting paid, you know, on the 15th and the 30th or every two weeks. So but once a month, it was more consistency. And now that the consistency is gone, you know, that's when the, the – the, the problems arise because it sounds like that you're going to come through with the money. It just may not be when, you know, like your corporate job, you know, she knew when the money was coming in. She knew it was direct deposits in there, whereas now it's just like, well, hopefully you have it by next week because the water bills do or whatever the case may be. So, you know, how do you, how do you, can you relate to that where she's, you know, originally, when y'all were first starting out, you were more consistent with, you know, the financial side, whereas now it's a lot of inconsistency, but it probably evens all out, but it's not as consistent. How do y'all, you know, how do you how you, how you think you need to approach that better, you know, with saying, hey, you know, it's not going to be there, like, in the direct deposit, but it'll be there, you know. How, how do you deal with that? Um, I mean, I honestly don't know of any other way to deal with it. I, <laughs> I mean, we had a we had a long talk initially before things changed up. Um, you know, there's even been talk of me getting a part-time job, which I actually did for a while. Um, but the way we've structured our lives is best for me to continue things the way they are because I'm able to do a lot more with the kids. You know, I'm, I'm Mr. Mom. Every morning and every afternoon, I'm the one that gets them dressed, drops them off in the morning, picks them up in the afternoon, all that stuff. I have to go to the parent-teacher conferences. I'm 
at least we always know unless I'm out of town, I'm going to be at the programs, taking the pictures, the videos, all that stuff. And working that part-time job, I wasn't able to do that because I had a structured schedule. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, we're missing out on a lot, and it's causing some hindrance just for a small piece of change. So, What about when you were in corporate America? Were you able to hit those programs in the parent-teacher, or were you locked down to the job before? No, I, I can kind of free with her. We only had one child at the time, and she was a baby, so it wasn't as much going on, but I was still able to structure my schedule. I was very fortunate um, to, as to where I pretty much made my own schedule at work. Um, now, yeah, I was very fortunate. Made a very good amount of money and had a lot of rain at work to kind of do what I want to do, which on the flip side, it allowed me to kind of build my own business because I, I never stopped. And, um, you know, a lot of things took place that forced me to have to rely solely on self-employment. And, um, you know, and I'm I'm not upset at those issues at all, but it helped me, you know, all that time helped me prepare for where things are now. So I was able, always able to, you know, car had to go to the shop, whether it was mine or hers, I was always able to get that done when I was in corporate America or just, you know, whatever arose, I was always able to do it then. And so when I took a part-time job that put a lot of restraint on my schedule, neither one of us were used to that because that's something that hadn't been the case for me for a while. So when it comes down to the financial aspect as well, I honestly don't know of any other way to handle it except the way I've been handling it. I don't spend much money because I know that my income is very sporadic. Um, You know, I I love clothes. I ain't going to even lie about that. That's one thing that she and I bonded on. We both love to shop. But, (laughs) you know, I I, I can honestly admit, if I don't buy another new article of clothing for the next year or two, I'm still going to be straight. And that's I've been able to tone that back, you know, just curtail a lot of spending that I used to do. And everything, and I'm to the point now, I don't know what else I can do. You know, I really don't know. I I got a bent bump on my truck. I won't get it fixed because it's not hurting anything. Mm -hmm. It's right around, you know, looking busted. But I don't care. I mean, I'm like, hey, I just know I'm going to keep that money in my pocket. There you go. You know, so I don't, (laughs) when it comes out to it, I have no idea idea what else I can do. I've even asked her. And she's like, I don't know, just make more money. Do you think it's lost time? What's that? Do you think it's lost time? Like, y'all spending man and wife together, husband and wife together? You know, you got the kids, she's working, you working. Y'all both, you know, taking turns with the kids, but are you taking time with each other? And you think that might be her real issue, and and, and she's just using these other issues as an underlying issue to yeah, that's, real. A, that's a big issue. We actually talked about it the other day. She wants to do more stuff together, and I'm cool with that. But, you know, a lot of times I'll suggest stuff, and she don't want to do it. And so then what can I do? You know, I, yeah. I work I work in the entertainment industry, so I'm always out in a very lively environment. And when I'm not working, that's not the environment that I necessarily want to be in because I'm in it so much. So I want something a little bit, little bit more relaxed and everything, but that's where she wants to go. So when I suggest things, 
you know, that don't, you know, pertain to that, that's when it becomes a problem. And so, yeah, you know, us spending time together has been an issue. Because sometimes we, I'd be like, all right, let's go to this club, let's do whatever, let's go see this artist. And we'll do that, and everything's cool. But then, once again, I find myself working. <laughs> and people see me out, and bam, I'm right back networking, shaking hands. Bam, I, I, I can't really turn it off because people can't disassociate me from one night to another. They don't know if this night, if I'm actually there in a work capacity or if mm-hmm. I'm just out there me. They can't they can't do that. Hey, come meet this person. I want to introduce you to this person. Or, hey, what's going on? You know, it's it's always like that every time I step out the door. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have a very good reason for not always wanting to be in that environment. And so when I suggest other things that are a little bit more relaxed and away from that environment, it's not, it's not what she wants to do. So, yeah, we... It has taken a hit into our personal time together, you know. But have you, re- have you, brother? Have you really articulated that to her, just like you said that? Oh yeah. Because I mean, it, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense to us that you know, I mean, entertainment. No, we can't do the. You know, we got to go somewhere where it's quiet and you know, candlelit or something small. Man, and, she probably sitting at the top of the stairs listening to me right now. <laughs> but 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 let me ask you this: Going back, now you said, and you said that you 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 have no idea, you know what what you can do. Now I'm, I'm gonna ask you this, but I know I probably know what the answer is already. But I'm still gonna ask you: What about if you went back to corporate America? I know that's something that you don't want to do, but at the same time, you just explain how. You know the whole entrepreneurial chip and 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 entertainment and you're out and about and and the money's different. You know, would and we're talking about living in a bubble. I mean, could you jump back, you know, into the bubble temporarily? Because sometimes we have to put our dreams on hold. Um, and I know you probably got a good stream of, of flow of what you're doing and you're great at it. But at the same time, it's causing trouble on the home front. So you have to make a choice. It's like, do I continue to, you know, um, do what I want to do and, and be happy or sacrifice a little bit, maybe go back to corporate America where you did have a flexible schedule because a lot of people in corporate America don't have a flexible schedule like you did. Um, and whereas, no, that's not where you intended to be. That's not where you want to be. But at the same time, for right now, it'll keep your wife happy. You know, have you ever... I mean, have you considered that, you know, just, and, and again, don't get me wrong, I know you're great at what you do and everything, but, again, I'm just talking about changing the dynamics to back how it was, that you could go back to corporate America and it could be some, some stability, some more consistency, you know, with the finances and, you know, just tying into everything else. Have you ever, you know, reconsidered that that idea? Actually, I have, um, and because of the economy, and my background, I would have to start at a much lower state than what I left. And so that flexibility wouldn't be there. The amount of income that I used to make would not be there. I, I was in banking, you know, so we all know that's all changed up. Those big yeah. commission things that I used to get, that, that wouldn't be coming. But I wouldn't even be able to go back in the bank. I would look to do something else, and I would basically have to start at the bottom um, and work my way up. And so – the, the freedom would not be there. The money that I used to make would not be there. Would it even be commensurate to what I'm making now? Maybe. Um, 
But, you know, a lot of the things I do now, it, I've been on the verge of closing some pretty big deals, and they just hadn't happened. And, that's the you know, that's the life I live. But if just one of them closed, it will change our lives totally financially, you know, just just closing one of the major deals that I've worked on. And right. I'm like, do I want to walk away from an opportunity that a lot of people would never get to get in their lifetime? that I've been on the doorstep of to go to something else that I really don't enjoy or keep doing what I enjoy and keep working and praying that one day one of these comes through. And to make it, somebody it, else happy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, do, do I really want to do that? And I, nah. I, nah. Mm-mm. Wait, I mean, you you kind of you kind of sound a little bit like us. Um, you sound a and, whole you know, lot about like me. <laughs> and yeah, maybe more about the host, but I, I'm just talking about this thing. And, and again, I don't know who you are. I, you know, I don't you know no need to say your name or anything like that. Thank you for coming on. But you know, with this thing that we do every week, um, we do it every week, and this is you know we've got many. You know, we're doing it four years. 52 weeks out of the year for the most part. Um, and it's, we're almost like you, whereas we're on the doorstep of something big. Now, at the same time, we all have full-time jobs. You know, this little thing that we put together, you know, it's nice. You know, we have a top-selling book. we got a, an app for your phone. You know, we got a website. We've been on the radio station. You know, we have this, we got a blog. You know, we, you know, we got a little bit of buzz, but at the same time, this doesn't derive any income for any of us. Right. And, yes, we could maximize, you know, if we all quit our jobs and say we're just going to push this household stress thing up and, you know, literally, um, you know, Tony, Tony, pick it up for me. I got I got a call I got to take. Pick it up for me. Well, I mean, yeah, we could quit our jobs, you're right, and put all our efforts into this, Um but it may not be feasible at this juncture. I mean, you know, I wish that this would be something that was a uh, income dr- engine, but right now it's not. So I'm trying to – I don't know exactly where you were going with it, but, you know, I do understand. And I applaud you, sir, for um, for sticking with what you love to do. And I think that the other half may have to come on board at this point. I hope so. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the verbal, the, the verbiage is there. It's like, hey, I support you. I understand what you're doing. But I was telling her this morning, the actions aren't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You give me that verbiage all the time, and then you turn around and cuss me out for buying a pair of shoes for $21. That just blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Special yeah. price tags here, 100 yeah. I I thought yeah. I had done something. I was, I was proud of myself. I'm like, hey, let me show you what I did, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? And, and, and the rules still apply with self-employment and commission. you got to pay yourself first. got to pay yourself first. And, and, and if it's 21 bucks, you know, it could have been 100 But you worked a deal, and you got the same result for 21 bucks. But you still got to pay yourself first. And I'm not saying be stingy with the money, but, you know, that's your little, well, you know, good job well done to yourself. Let me, let me buy myself a new pair of shoes. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I just I went out on a limb, and I'm like my my man here is that you know I wanted to start on my dream, and it was it was tough, 
But I'm, I started in a position where I knew I was getting laid off, and, you know, me and the wife read that uh, service package that they was going to give us, and I didn't want it. I mean, even when I quit, I could have took it and still took this job, but I didn't want it. I didn't want any handouts. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And, and once I got that approval, you know, it changed a whole lot of things because now, I, you know, I'm not getting that 15th and 30th check. I'm not getting that uh, um, full benefit package. You know, I'm on my wife's benefits package. But at the end, at you know, the on the 28th of each month, she gets a check and she goes take it to the bank. And, uh, you know, she sees she sees what I'm doing, and she now she wants to be part of it. So it, it takes time, but I think what ended up helping me was letting her take the check to the bank. And I think you said that too. Now, the the, the contracts will come. And you'll have different contracts. You won't be entertainment. Entertainment is always just a door runner to other things. So don't get discouraged. You just have to. Oh, yeah, no you discouraged. Just, you just have to maybe let her read your proposals before you send them out and let her proofread them and then let her see how your schedule is and, 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 and what type of things you do. A little bit more. Just get her a little bit more involved in your business. Not just going out with you, but on the um, administrative side. Yeah, and 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 then you'll find out that once, because a lot of women don't understand. They think you know they know you. They think they know you a lot, and you may have done some things in the past where you didn't follow through all the way. You know what I'm saying? And so she remembers that. And she may feel that this is the exact same thing. Maybe not. A, he's not gonna follow through with this. I need him to. I need. I'm used to something steady, because that's what my education has told me. And um, a lot of people aren't aren't at a position where they are willing to take a risk, because that's what the bubble is. The bubble on the folks on this call is. Maintaining status quo, keeping something balanced, and not moving outside the bubble and taking risks that should help your marriage. And um, with that, it goes even with communication. I mean, you said you, you got in an argument over twenty dollars. Twenty Yeah, but a lot of us get just sick and tired of our wives nagging on anything. Not just twenty dollars, but why do you take out the trash? Well, Mr. Or, well, Mr. Host, Mr. Host, oh, why you sorry, put the I'm, cup in the yeah. sink? Mr. I'm Host. not finished, huh? <laughs> Mr. Host, yes, sir. Um, sorry, I had, I had to switch over, but um, and I don't know if y'all got to this with the brother, but I think that you could tie in what you just said with about taking risks and communications with the, what the brother said, and you know, I don't know. We do know, P-Town, Mr. Host, that you got your wife's consent to take the risk that you're taking right now, correct? Yes, sir. Your, your wife was 100% on board. She's like, you know, yeah, do it. You know, it is what it is. This is what, you know, everything was in agreement, correct? Yes, sir. Now, to the brother that was speaking earlier, was your wife 
the same way? Was she a hundred percent in agreement, or was she did she give a tacit approval to say, well, if that's what you want to do, honey, you know, go ahead and do it. You know, what what kind of conversation did y'all have? You know, the coach was talking about communication. What kind of communication did you did did, did y'all have before you actually pulled the plug on corporate America? Oh, everything was cool. Everything was cool. So <laughs> Yeah, because I mean mine was I took all of our savings and, and you know and said, Baby, we gonna this is gonna this dream of ours is is is, is what's gonna leave their heritage for our kids. You know, it talks about it in the Bible how you should leave a heritage. You should leave something in this world. And a lot of us build our marriages in this bubble where we're not leaving something. We're just trying to survive our marriages. But, yeah, but we are we building our marriages to leave inheritance for our kids, to live, leave our kids a better life and, and leave our marriages better? Yeah, I'm not um, because I don't think that we should try to, you know, accumulate wealth per se just to leave an inheritance to our children. You know, uh, I work hard and I like to, I want to spend it all before I go. I leave them a little chunk of change. But at the same time, my children have to make their own way. You know, my, you know, when I got married at 21, you know, I didn't have an inheritance or anything. And, you know, I have yet to get an inheritance and I, you know, been able to find my own way, thank God. And I think that we shouldn't necessarily, you know, I'm not saying that, that, that we shouldn't, you know, try to get our, our, our children in a better place, but that shouldn't be the goal. The goal, you know, the, the you know, the what I try to tell my kids is that, you know, just you got to find your own way in, in life. And I might leave you inheritance, but don't count on it. You know what I mean? So they, I mean, they know up front that they're gonna have to. You know, they're going to have to bust their butt, you know, just like I did and uh, get their education and do what they need to do, you know. And then if they do get an inheritance, if I do leave them a little piece of change, that's just icing on the cake. You know, like today, mm-hmm. my, my mom or dad are still living uh, today, thank God. And if they die tomorrow, if they leave an inheritance, it'll just be icing on the cake because I'm good. Right. You know, I'm I'm not, you know, just waiting on man. You know, when mama die, you know, I'm going to get that, that house. Or I'm going to get that car. Or I'm going to get that, in, you know, that, 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 that retirement or whatever. It's, it's not like that, you know. So I think that we should, you know, be, be cautious in, in, in trying to accumulate wealth just so when we pass that we have, uh, you know, we, we pass it on to our children. Because like I said, I'm, I make my own money and, 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 and my wife makes her own money and, and we like nice stuff. So we don't yeah. plan on leaving a whole bunch of stuff for them, you know, to 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 to, to live off of the, the sweat of our backs. Mm-hmm. But you know, inheritance is all not always money, though. That's true. It's the it's 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 more than just just money. And money is a plus. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what the Bible says. That's a plus. But you know, leaving inheritance is is, is a foundation. That you can your 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 uh kids can live off of. I mean, we talked about education, but it also goes back to up. You're leaving a good foundation for your kids to follow on. That's your inheritance. 
you know, that you know you're leaving this earth and your kids are in a better place. Not that they, yeah, nice little legacy. Because um, it gets tough. Because we're, just like you said, you want your kid to be your own person. But what happens when, when we're talking, the person you pick is interracial. They have a different upbringing. You you married a, a person that's Hispanic or a person that's Italian. Their upbringing is different than your upbringing as an African-American or 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 white Caucasian person. How does that affect the bubble? I don't think it does. When you, when, you have, when, you, when love is involved, you don't really, that really doesn't. You know, uh-huh. granted, you're, you're right, Mr. Host, it is some things you have to work around you know, with culture and and all that stuff. But, you know, that won't stop you from, you know, uh, going to where you need to go um, as long as there, there's love involved and as long as there's God involved. You know, that's the bottom line. Um, so I don't think it it, it will. It, you know, some tips here and there, but nothing major. It, you know, I don't know if anybody agrees sure? with that. I mean, we had a topic on, I think, I think it was told. Topic, but we talked about race and how, is you know, though you love your wife dearly, you know, with all your heart, there were some, there were some flags that still may be happening in your marriage today that keeps you in that bubble from family outside not liking that you married outside your race to uh, um, how you're going to raise the children to religion. And you don't think that's a problem? I think it can be, yeah. I think it can be, sure. But it all boils yeah, down to what you said earlier. You know, it's all about communication. Yeah, yeah, but when does that communication start? Does it start before you get married? Hey, you know, I'm 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 big dad and this is how we going to roll? Or is that that compromise? That's a sixty-four million dollar question right there, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think we all know that it starts after. You know, in an ideal situation, you would have talked about these things before you said "I do," but that's not the case in a lot of cases. So, um, I mean, it's talked about after, and it's talked about when those issues come up. Um, it's not talked about beforehand, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, but does that keep you in a bubble because you haven't talked about it? I mean, have you taken the risk and learned? If, if you're married to an Italian, have you learned Italian? Have you learned their culture? Have you taught your kids their culture? Have you taught your wife your culture, the history about your culture? Or is it something that it is what it is, we're going to love each other, but we don't we don't need to go places where we need to learn about each other's culture. Does that not affect the kids too? I think it can. You know, my culture is down south. You know, we do things a little different than people up in north. Mhm. And um, 
to be honest with you, it took a while for my wife to get a, a good understanding of how we used to get down, how we cook out every weekend, and 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 we invite everybody over, and we do, you know, we we do a big. Well, they yeah, do but, a big, but they do it in a different way. Yeah, but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue of having, uh, you know, when you have to learn your 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 spouse's culture. Because I think that your spouse's culture may have been one of the key ingredients why you married them in the first place. Well, yeah, they're cute. Well, I'm not you think it needs to be a little bit more than that? I I didn't say appearance. I said culture. Okay. <laughs> but appearance was one of the parts of it. <laughs> I mean, that was the first thing that caught your eye, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, but a lot of things caught my eye that I didn't marry. So you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So 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 it's the it's the makeup, it's the culture, it's the background, it's it's where they come from, it's the body language, it's all that that makes up our decision to marry somebody. So I would think that if we are in love with them, we're in love with the culture as well, and it shouldn't be an issue. Trying to be closer to the culture and be, you know, more in tune with the culture. Well, I mean, but how do you? But how do you teach that? I mean, but there's a point in time. I mean, you got to be in tune. But if you have kids together, how do you? How do you lay that inheritance, and how do you send that to the kids? Whose responsibility would it be? It should be both. I mean, because you got you got two different cultures. There you go, and you got two different parents. Mm -hmm. So. But what if one just leans to one side and not the other? When it, doesn't that come? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm fortunately I'm married to African American, so I mean, I don't know. I know we I had mean, problems just because you know I was a country boy and she was a little bit more in the city. Yeah, there was a class there. Yeah, but you can only be you can only be responsible for your for your culture. You can't. I like my wife's. Latino culture. There's no way that I can take on that role and 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 take on that responsibility of conveying that to to our daughter. I, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I failed miserably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that would be her thing, and then it would be my intern to 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 adapt her to my culture. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just ask him, just ask him. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. <laughs> 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 that was good, Mr. Oh, that was good. Oh, man. Oh, man, this is good. It's 1030, and I waited. I waited so long for this. But uh, the bubble sex life, are you just – doing the same old, same old, or are you ready to venture outside of the bubble and gotta, and, and do some new things? you got to explain what is the bu- bubble, Mr. Host. Yeah. Well, let me yeah. tell you what the bubble is. Yeah, you go to work, you come home, you play with the kids, you take a bath, she takes a bath herself, then you get in the shower yourself. Uh, y'all both go to bed each other, and then... One waits for the other one to make a move. And then once you get to rubbing, then you take the clothes off, you know, 
You don't you don't come sexual with cologne in the bed. You just take your clothes off. You do your thing, and then you go to sleep. Isn't that natural married sex? You may do one position, maybe two positions, and then you turn around and go to sleep. It's not that spontaneous sex where you had when you were courting before you got married or even when you were in the honeymoon stage where y'all all over the house. Didn't care who saw you. You can't do that with kids now. You know, you got kids in the house. You got to... <laughs> well, that's the bubble. That's the bubble. There it is. Now you got kids in the house. It's routine. You got to be quiet. You can't let that headboard go down like it needs to go down. Yeah, you can't be too loud because you'll burst the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a problem, though? Doesn't that affect the intimacy and the sex life when you have that that problem? I think you got to flip it around in that I think that going into marriage, a lot of, um, as we talked about, many moons ago, you know, the sex change after marriage. You know, so going into uh, marriage, a lot of guys are thinking that, you know, the the, the marital sex is going to be one way, and that's, so, quote, on, you know, like living in a marriage bubble. Like what you're talking about is that you, there's a vision of how the sex, like you said, is you're doing it in every room, and, you know, it's just like the honeymoon, just a, and, and a honeymoon that lasts until eternity when the reality is that it's not like that, especially when you have careers involved, especially when you have kids involved, um, school involved, education. You know, we talked about advancing education, you know, and, you know, it's a lot that goes on, so that is not reality. You know, it is like a... You know, and if you look, if you if you ever, you know, blown bubbles with your kids, you know at some point the bubble pops. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think that a lot of guys go into it thinking that it's going to be this, you know, this idea of uh, swinging from the yeah, chandelier. When you want. Yeah, you know, pole in the living room. You know, it's really not like that. Are you sure? I think you might have some men on here that might disagree with that. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I doubt, I doubt it. it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we talked about the finance, the education, the communication. These these love languages almost affect the 80% of the marriage, which is the sex life, the intimacy, the one-on-one time. Do you think our minds are upset with us because we are not handling our business? Even though we think we're handling our business because we handled it good one night? Mm, so what you're talking about, let me let me help you, Mr. Holtz. What you're talking about is that the wife is thinking that the sex is going to be one kind of way, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Her bubble pops. It's like this guy. He, you know, he got a. He had a six pack. Now he's got a keg. You know, he falls asleep after he busts one nut. I mean, it's come on. Mm-hmm. Got a little older. He ain't got the energy like he used to. So you saying that that her 
her bubble pops when it comes to what she thought, what she envisioned of the marriage and the sex life. Her the sex bubble just pops like Boy, you have just won the the grand prize. <laughs> you know, the only way that her bubble gonna get popped, and he's not performing up to how he used to perform, is because she's not helping him get that practice he needs in order to stay where he needs to be. Uh oh. <laughs> he gotta get off the bench. He need he needs more reps. Yes, he does. He does. He needs, he needs a spotter. <laughs> wow. Can't live wow. you win unless you got a spotter. Okay. You need somebody you you will walk around that gym and say, Hey my man, can you, hey, can you get me over here for a sec? You're not gonna try to do that weight until you get a spotter. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. that's why their bubble ended up getting burst with regards to the intimacy and the physical, not having that stamina, all the things that we used to have because you ain't getting that practice. Mm. You didn't get that practice. What? 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 It's like it's like AI said. How am I gonna make my teammates better at practice? (laughs) (laughs) I need. I'm gonna need that. And that's how I. I, That's how I see it. I I I tell you one thing. We talking about the intimacy piece. That's important. You know, the honest truth is, yes, you might not have a pole in your living room. You might not have all this extraness and the things that you think you're gonna have, but I've always said you should not go backwards. Though you should at least sustain. That's it. You should at least be where you were. It should not go backwards. Now, yes, you might have to get a little bit more creative. You might not be doing it in every room, you know, but you've got to figure out ways to at least sustain. It should never go below where it was. Don't 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 take me backwards. Yeah. Don't we all have yeah. a floor in our, in our bedroom? That, you know, kids can't hear the floor. Anything. I mean, you got a minivan. You done seen the commercials? Go out right. the minivan. That's it. Leave the kids to the house. They go to the minivan. <laughs> and you go I mean, in. You know what I'm Whatever. But you should never go backwards. And I think that's sometimes what happens with the, when we talk about this marriage bubble is that for whatever reason, things start to go the opposite. They get less than what they were. Mm-hmm. For all parties involved, and it's like, wait a minute now, how how did we get here? That's because we, the men, did this. We we put our own selves in this position. If we kept bringing it like we bringing it, we we come over the house and we say the right proper things. Well, you know, we were bold when we were when we recorded. We didn't say, "Woman, come here." Throw a fat one down the throat, and then 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 start rubbing on booty, or or even when we were out, spontaneous quick sex in the bathroom, at the, in the car, after the movies. You know, you 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 making little hand gestures, rubbing on on in the movie, whispering in her ear. We don't do that no more, do we? Gotta have a spotter. <laughs> got to have a spot and you got to know that you know it's going to be um it's going to be appreciated at that point. It's going to be received well like it was back then. That's very true cuz I think what happens to us particularly as men, you know, I, for some reason I think women just totally just forget that we're sensitive too. And if you keep getting, you know, stonewalled or, you know, you know not really or just going through the motions, who wants that? Nobody wants that. I mean, you want passion. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the honest truth. That's what made it really nice when you was courting somebody or dating them and all that stuff because it was passionate. You know, it was a look in the movie theater, and before you know it, you didn't even you stayed in the movie after it was closing up in the back. You was putting in work. It was passion. Now, yeah, you might have gotten arrested that night, but that's okay. It was passionate. It was passionate. I remember a conversation we had. I think Rodney had a show where where we had a point scale. Remember that show, Rodney? Had a what? We divvied up points. Oh, are you keeping score? Are you keeping score? Is that impossible? Do we need to go back to keeping score? Getting those brownie points? So that Only we, if we don't have out. a spot? Only if it cashes <laughs> out. <laughs> or do we need to talk some more? Do we need to say, baby, I need you to, I, I'm sorry. I love when you do this. I love when we had do this and we're intimate. But I just need you to handle your business. Is there a reason why I can't get to handle business part? Because right now I'm struggling. Or is that is that not good to say? <laughs> I haven't said it. I need somebody who said it to let me know that it's okay to say it. I don't think you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why how older do you need to be? I mean, you gotta get your point across. I don't know. I don't know if you go. I don't know if you go in like that. That you might. That might backfire. <laughs> but it needs to be. Said. The approach is important, but it needs to be said. Mhm. It's the sense. So how do we say it? This is going to make the so everybody can leave this call tonight and go do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll be divorced next week. Everybody. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we got to figure this out. Are we just too soft to say it? Do we just have to throw hints like Bernie Mac used to say? Because we don't have a problem if they ask us. They don't even have to ask. And we read down there, you know, at the buffet bar. You just can't because go back. <laughs> you just... I mean, I know I it happens. Because, you know, marriage and life comes at you fast, like the commercial said, and there's a lot of things, but... You definitely got to carve out that time. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is that communication. And you know how it is. We've talked about this many times. Women have to be emotionally connected. There's a, a lot that goes into it. But that uh, that bubble can get burst when you, you feel like you're always being judged or having to deal with the I feel statements when it's like, are you paying attention to what I'm doing? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Or are you just judging it and feeling it? Yeah, that verbal is, is is that Tracy. When that bubble bursts, then Tracy is usually around the corner somewhere. Because we're going to get it done. One way or the other. It's gotten presidents in trouble. It's gotten a lot of people in trouble. It's gotten executives in trouble. It's got, you know, maybe our next door neighbor in trouble. <laughs> For sure. 
but why is it so hard for them to understand this one thing that men have to have? Is it going back to the finances because they're treating it like an allowance? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know, did you clean the sink like you were supposed to? No, you didn't. Shirt goes back on. Did you do what you were supposed to? No, you didn't. Pants come pull back up. God, man, am I going to get anywhere today? <laughs> yeah, let's clean that sink. Yeah, let's clean that sink. You right. Yep. Hey, there was a guy on this call that said when he took the the recycle bin to the uh, that is, to the street. Then it, it was it was on and popping, it, and he couldn't believe it. Just because he took the recycle bin down the street. Just that simple. Now, we don't do that. Do we do that? Do we need to flip the script every time she cleans the house? We go give her a good one. That ain't even Maybe matter. we need to start doing it. It shouldn't be a reward, man. It shouldn't be a reward, man. It shouldn't that's be a reward. That's the wrong approach. And if they take that approach, it's just wrong, man. It's just wrong. It's, it's very wrong. wrong. Sometimes wrong. that's what they do. Yeah. It's just unfortunate because you're sitting there you're saying, what am I, six years old? Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to be like, I want a little something tonight. Maybe I need to hurry up and wash these dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. What kind of life is that? You know what I mean? It's horrible. <laughs> Horrible. That's a horrible life. That's a, that's but a that's horrible the life we live in in the marriage bubble. That's the life we live. That sounds like a prison instead of a bubble. I don't think that's a bubble. <laughs> I think that's a prison. That is a because <laughs> uh you know this uh you know birthday Father's Day maybe maybe you might get, you know, a good night on Father's Day. You still got to put in all the work on anniversary. You might get a little bit done. Mm. But that's it. You on the, uh, you on the, um, if you don't do what I say, you're not getting rewarded plan. That's what you on. Oh, my gosh. We got to, is there a Bible verse that says that uh, we should be getting this? Somebody needs to find that for me. <laughs> what Bible verse? The one that I says don't know. you shouldn't be the cause of your brother to sin? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That, the one that says the woman should take care of her husband. Oh, yeah, there's a verse that says a woman should deny her husband. Give me a few minutes and I'll find it for you. <laughs> there gotta be something, man. We we gotta we gotta have some references to go back to them. You gonna open up the Bible on? You gonna open up the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's about this phone. I mean, we gotta we gotta figure out something. I don't think it's about her denying us. I just think that it's about the hoops that you have to jump through to achieve it, to get it. And I think that the hoops sometimes are unfair. Yeah, the hoops are weighted. They're horrible hoops. Horrible hoops. Hoops for, like he said, a five-year-old. Yeah. You know, clean your room. Did your room clean? Did you clean your room like I asked you? Clean your room, and then you get to go and have some ice cream. Oh, my gosh. What is it like, you know, like the high jumps? 
you know, where you, when you first start, you know, you're just jumping over. It's not, the bar is not that high. You know, when you're first dating and courting and all that, the bar is not that high. And then as you go on, the bar keeps getting higher and higher. Then you knock the bar down. <laughs> but, I mean, then you it, can't go no further. I mean, before, you didn't even need the the big stick to get over the, the bar before. So many of y'all looking at the bar. But, I mean, literally, you could just <laughs> run and just jump right on and you land on the little cushion there. The little, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 Whereas yeah. now you got to you got to get a long stick. You got to run real fast. You got to make sure it hit it in the hole, and then it's I mean it, it's more complicated. You it know, does. as you go on, it does. That's, and then that's you crazy. Realize, and then you realize that there's another track meet across town. That's right. Oh, <laughs> where mm-hmm. you can just jump and run, you, jump it over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. ain't, look, ain't no, it ain't no. Uh, Just all sprints. All, 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 all you do is show up, show up and lace up. Just all sprints. <laughs> show up and lace up. That's all you got to do. You're going you to PR in that. You're going to set a personal record every time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> <laughs> do we do it to ourselves? Do we, did we have so much fun before marriage with all the women that we we all been with? That um, there's just we get lonely, and we expect our wives to take care of us because this is what we are used to before we got married. And sometimes we just think about it. That's why we go to porn. No, no, no. I disagree. We you disagree. Want what we we want what we were promised. Yeah. Period. Just like you right. said, don't go back. Just don't, yeah, go, don't back. go backwards. You know what I mean? Give me what you showed me. Give me what I, you know, what, what, I mean, okay, if I was set up, I was set up. But stop setting me up. Give me what you showed me. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. You know, yep. And, vice, and vice versa, of course. Yeah. Mm. Don't, don't go backwards. That's why I'm, it goes back to when we were standing up there at the, uh, at the altar. Mm-hmm. And those guys tried to tell you the night before, hey, you know what you're getting yourself into? It's going to be all the damn near first, but four, five, six years into marriage, all that changes. Mm-hmm. And everything else could be going well, but a lot of marriages fail because that one thing is not going well. But why would she be so stingy not to refuse to do it? That's the only problem I have. If you know it's going to make your man happy, you're handling your business, you're going about yours, and, and then everybody good. They got to like you. <laughs> <laughs> so your wife doesn't like you anymore. Is that what uh, you're saying? Uh, hey, at different points, man. I got, I've, I've heard that crap. I got to like you to want to... I didn't, right now, I don't really like you. But like, what, what does that mean? You don't like the decision on what we were doing financially, or we were, I had to say no to our child when you were saying yes. You don't like the fact that I made a decision that we were not going to do. I mean, come on. Then you don't like me? What are we, five? <laughs> it, it, you, you married me underneath the belief that I would make those hard decisions and that I would definitely 
have the best interest of us in mind at all times. So, yeah, there might be times you don't necessarily like it, but you should know that it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And then once you know that, I mean, you you can't get caught up on rationing it out and don't. I mean, that that's just horrible. That, that's just horrible. And I mean, I'm telling you, at different points, you just sit there and you be like, what are we doing right now? And, again, there's always a track meet across town. Mm-hmm. And you you got to have that discipline to say, you know what, I'm going to sit here and come in last. And that's what the problem is, is that we're built as men as competitors. We, we, this is what we do. We go out and conquer. Now I got to sit up here and hold myself at a higher standard by saying, well, I guess now that I'm married, I'm not getting this anymore. Oh, and then and then you got to sit there and hold yourself, just like you said. Oh, my gosh. Mm, unintended. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. We all know, brothers, that we see them at, you know, at staff meetings. We see them when we hang out. We see them at church, and they just, they just look beaten. They look tattered. Yeah. It's because they just, they're struggling. Yeah. They're struggling. You know, it's like they haven't gotten an allowance in a minute. <laughs> I mean, they just you look. You just tell. They look lost. <laughs> and at different points, heck, we've even been that brother that's been tattered and beaten and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. allowance has been short. You digging it? You know, you want to, you'd rather pull out the money that folds, but you pulling out money that jingles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> your allowance is not cashing out. It's not. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, that's that's what it seems like we're talking about is that women need to kind of alter their standards. Make things really difficult at the beginning, and then when you get married to somebody, it should definitely be a lot easier. Yeah. But not yeah. the way where it's super easy, going back to, you know, the hurdles or the pole vault or, or, the, drip, or, the, jump, or the triple jump or the long jump. Don't make it easy at the beginning. Then we get into the marriage, and it's ridiculously hard. What in the world? Yeah, it wasn't even this hard when I when I didn't I didn't know you. I did not know you, and you did not know me. Mm. But now I know you, and it's harder. That that does that even make sense? It's like you change it around. I, because that's what I was saying earlier about the tickets, cash out. I I work for it. If I, if my cash out is for what the work I put in, every time. Mm-hmm. I work mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? If I got, if I have to do this, that, and the other, I mean, you got to keep it basic. Think back to Chuck E. Cheese. You knew how many tickets it was going to take for you to get that water gun up on that wall. Yep. So you keep putting your quarters in that machine until you get them 35 tickets. To get that water gun, but you kept playing because you knew the cash out. But for some reason, the cash out isn't there. So you, you know, you taking the kids to the daycare, you paying bills on time, you helping out around the house, you putting the baby down, you outside mowing the grass, you splitting wood, you shoveling sidewalks, you helping with church things and doing all this. You taking other kids, you the kids want to have a sleepover, the wife want to go here and eat dinner. You doing it? Cash out, please. That's all yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You think that's why it's hard for when a man finds out his wife has cheated on him that he can't go back to her because he's done all that? 
And another man has gotten his what he should have been getting all along. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like lottery tickets. Somebody snuffed you, stole your ticket, and went and cashed it. Yep. Wow. I mean, it's hard, but that, that's honestly what it is. Just, just cash. I mean, if I'm putting in the time, and what I mean by that is not just we doing it, but we getting the passion, and you, because I've done what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it for the right reasons. It's not because I'm just looking to cash out. It's because I actually care about my my family. I want my kids to have lights when they read in the house. I want a house to be warm. I want you to have food on the table. I want our yard to look a certain way because I don't want our neighbors having to come over and knock on the door and say, your yard is bringing down the value of the neighborhood. You know, I'm doing all these things. So cash out with passion. Be my my water gun. Got a condo on my wrist, girl. Cashing out. Cash out. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because we in the home, though? Do we, should we take more vacations? Do we, should we have more one? Even though we got a family, should we have more, or just husband and wife vacations and not with friends and family? Should we? Yeah. Always yes. put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I take by two vacations means. a year. Yeah, by all means, I take two vacations a year. One with the kids, one without. By all means, that's a given. You got to do it. <laughs> yep. Got to. Cause daddy need time too. Yep. Yeah. That I mean, that's the honest truth. Because maybe, maybe you know, if we we added an extra one in and have two instead of just doing two and do three, we can get that thing a little bit more. Three. What's the third one? You know, and, and the third one doesn't have to be. Uh, Go out to Orlando, Florida, or anything, but maybe, you know, instead of just doing uh, the same old, same old, let's go to movies on Friday night, go to a little restaurant, go to the exact same restaurant every single week, and then come home. That um, we do like we act like we were kids. We go straight to the hotel. No kids. Yeah. And, and what's she gonna do? What's she gonna do with that? You go to the movies, and then you're like, "Yeah, we're not going home. I got a room at the at the at the hotel. What's she gonna do with it? What's she gonna do with it?" <laughs> She'll be like, I, "I need to like you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get into the hotel. You got a hotel room rented. You know it. Man, mm-hmm. you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, but you got to have it set go. up in there now. You got to have a room with the love. You know, you got to have a room up. No, you don't. All you need is a room key. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, all you need is a room key. You don't need no flowers and no champagne and no, you know. Because the fact of the matter is, normally after the movies, you go home. That's right. But no, we're not going home. We, we, I got, a, I got a room at the spot. So now what would you, would you, you know, so she can't really, now she can try coming back to you, but I, I need to like you. She can try <laughs> coming back to you with that, but, I mean, that, that works in the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. So that, that don't work down at the No, that ain't going to work tonight. We get ready to do things like we supposed to. We can get, we can get as loud as we want because we ain't at home. 
But, I mean, we should do those things. What about role play? Anybody do role play? You know, we're going to be, you You be the cop and I'll be the robber. Do we do that anymore in our marriages? Role play? You know, I think, you know, what, what the brother was saying is that, you know, we role play in the fact that she plays hard to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like you. I don't like you. <laughs> but, I mean, if you set things up, which, I mean, that's what you did before. We got to get away from this. I don't like you. We got to get back to let's make it happen. How do we do that? I, I don't want to hear that I don't like you no more. Well, that's, you you know, can don't like me um, tomorrow, but we got to do something right now. You know, all you got to do is make sure the sink is clean. Make sure the bins <laughs> are down at the end of the curb and recycle bins. Make sure them pots are washed. You know, it's, and then what's she going to do? She's like, all right. You know, what you going to do? What you going to do? Man. Good, fellas. Good, good, good. Um, it's hey, 11 o'clock. Uh, yes, sir. Real quick, just to uh, give you the verse that you were wondering about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got you. That's what's up. Go ahead, brother. It's First uh, Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2 through 5. I'm a paraphrase it real quick. No, I'll just read the whole thing because it ain't that long. It says, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife do but never, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife have power not the wife have not power over her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband have not power over his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. So basically what that's saying, and once again, that's First Corinthians chapter five verses, uh, chapter 7, verses 2 through 5. So basically what it's saying is that if your, if your wife wants it, give it to her. If you want it, she should give it to you. The only time that should not happen is when you have both agreed ahead of time to abstain from sex because you're fasting and praying. And that way... If you ever get tempted by the devil to go sleep with someone else, as long as you're getting it at home, you not we won't be um, as strong, held as strong in that temptation. Mm. And there's the conclusion. Thank you, bro. Mm. Mm. Damn. Boy, boy, I'm going to go read that again. I'm going home without. David, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is the verse we're going to read tonight. This is what we're going to read tonight. This is the verse. And then she'll sleep, wake up.
is our book, Married Men Don't Talk. Go online, get it. That'll help you out. And then uh, there's another one um, that I recommend for everybody. Um, our marriage ministry at our church is, uh, is, is doing portions of the uh, five love languages. Um, it's a good book. My wife loves it. Mm-hmm. So um, um, it brings out conversations that you would never believe. Cause, and then it brings out things that you never know. I mean, both of you have to take a test, and then you go over the test together. So um, if you if you haven't gotten the book, um, there's another. Those are the two recommended books that I would think you should get. Married men, you know, married men don't talk first. Get that one first, and then uh, and um, then then go get the five love languages, and that should help out your marriage. With that being said, it is time for open mic. This is the time where uh, you get to. Speak your mind. Talk about anything. Not just what we talked about tonight, but if you have anything else on your mind or you just want to talk about something, or you you know, you want to just get a good thought from another man, we'll bring it up at this time. Uh, we're going to have a change next week. Big Rodney's going to step up to the plank and yes, knock sir. another home run. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. you got your topic yet, sir? I do. I do, fellas. Um you got to trust me on this, but next week is on the download. On the download. Oof. I'm a little yeah. nervous. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Don't get nervous. Show up. Get your blessing. Be here. You got to trust me. You just got to trust me. Got to trust me. Gotcha. You know, you ain't never proved us wrong, so we're going we gonna, we gonna to be right here supporting you all Thanks, the way. Brother. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate everybody on the call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this call now, and then we're going to go on the open mic.